All right, hey, welcome. Episode three. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a few different things. But first off, I want to tell you a little bit more, more about us at Hilco Homes. Hilco Homes, we are a local wholesaling company here in Central Texas. We move a lot of different deals and we have a pretty good team. And we're actually here at our office, Geekdom. So I wanted to take you over here. And we're going to get started with this episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how you can find your first deal quickly. We're going to be talking about uh, finding cash buyers. And then we are also going to finish up by talking about our favorite sport team. So you can find out what teams we actually like. We're going to meet you here in the conference room and get started right away. This is episode three. Three. We got a newcomer. We got that's right. We got a newcomer this time. So let's just kind of introduce ourselves. First off, we're all part of Hilco Homes. We're a wholesaling company here in San Antonio, and we're hosting this show, Ask Wholesale, to answer any questions and all questions and any questions that you might have out there, just to kind of spread some of the lessons we've learned along the way and just kind of have a conversation. So, first off, who are y'all? Go first. I'll go first, since I was volunteered. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Juan Bustos. I'm uh, actually the acquisitions manager uh, for Hilco Homes. Um, been wholesaling for a couple of years already uh, with Marco, and um, that's who I am. That was beautiful. It Succinct. was. I thought so, too. I thought that was just <laughs> awesome just, in every, every which I, way. It's because I don't know... <laughs> What to do to do Ricky Bobby? Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. I just go on. <laughs> uh, my name is Aaron Bettis. Um, I'm acquisitions partner with Hilco Homes. So my job is to bring in deals, bring in properties. So I look for distressed properties, properties that need a lot of work. That's what my job is, is to bring those things to the table. And I've been doing wholesaling with Hilco for about three months already. So and I'm you were doing a little bit before that. I was doing a little bit before by myself, but uh, joining Hilco, I've learned a lot. And, yeah, it was, uh, wasn't as great until it's a lot. Be, it's a lot better to work with the team on uh, the other and side, and it's a lot more and it's a lot more fun. Also, all right, we get to sit next to uh, Juan the lumberjack. The lumberjack. <laughs> Actually, I'm. A, I'm. A, I just need my wide frame glasses. I think I'm going to be a hipster for Halloween. There you go. There so, you go. There you go. So that's that's the goal. Okay, so we're gonna answer some questions. So let's get into it. All right, guys. Uh, from our Facebook viewers, we have a uh, question number one: What determines who is or isn't a motivated seller? You hit it. So, one. let's see. You're... So I can actually, I can, I actually get that question a lot. Um, there's, there's people who are willing to sell that are looking for the right price, if you will. Um, a motivated seller, though, you can tell that they're motivated uh, if they're lacking two main things, uh, hopefully both, but if they're lacking one of the two things, it's, it's lack of time, lack of money. They might need to sell their house because they're need to pay, they need to pay hospital bills for their mom, so they need to sell their, the house that they inherited from their dad or whatever it may be. 
That's lack of money, and they need to do that. They need to do that like right now. Um, <laughs> the movie references the, the, are just yeah. The I, I'm a you're all over movies. it. Yeah, I'm all over. I I'll do I'll do Mean Girls quotes. I'll do Super Troopers. <laughs> I'll do. Don't ask about the Mean Girls quotes. I have a girlfriend, so that's why. <laughs> um, but you know, so the lack lack of lack of money and then lack of time. Uh, some people might be getting a divorce and they need to uh they need to sell by the time the divorce happens or by the time the divorce is, is completely done so they're they're running out of time so they're motivated to sell because they they, they don't want to lose it for whatever reason it may be um some people might be getting foreclosed on those people are lacking both time and money they're getting foreclosed on by the taxes or the bank or whatever they probably got less than a month 45 days or less to get rid of their house so they don't have the money to catch up on their payments and they don't have the time to, to, to gather the money to catch up on those payments. So those are those are ideal motivated sellers. They're lacking on both time and money. Yeah, very common categories for people that are motivated. Divorce, inheritance, <coughs> you have evictions, you have people that are being foreclosed on uh, from the bank or from taxes, those kind of things. But really, if you kind of boil it all down, it's somebody that's willing to have a negotiation conversation with you on the particular property within a reasonable range of numbers. So if you need to be purchasing the property at 50,000 and they want 95, well that's not a motivated seller. But if you need the property at 50,000 and they're at 55, 60 or even 65 and they're trying to have the conversation with you and move down in the right process with you, then they're typically motivated. I would just say the same thing on top of what they said. Uh, I just got the phone right now, and the guy was like, here's the thing. I, I'm selling because it's my father's property, and I inherited it. And so he's like, I just, you know, he, he wants to get something that he's comfortable with, but also to where he's still making enough money. So I would say like what Marco was saying, somebody who's willing to negotiate is somebody that. Yeah, you just literally got that phone. Where, where did that leak come from? It came from a, a eviction list. Eviction list. We have, an evi- we have uh, some eviction list that we go through that we do some cold calling and mm. caught that one. And he actually had sold the one I was calling about, but then he told me, but then he told me uh, that one already sold, but I actually have this one. And so he gave me the details on that one. And that's how that one came about. Yep. So you're looking for people that are in a situation where they want to move it. So that's a motivated seller. All right. Um, so next now, question. yeah, our next question, guys, from Facebook is. What is the fastest way to get your first deal? I can start off with that one. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Let's well, hear it. <laughs> well, when I was first starting out, before I joined, joined Hilco, uh, you know, it's just kind of letting people know what you're doing, letting people know that, that you're buying ugly houses, that you're buying houses that need a lot of work. The more people that know what you're doing, the easier it is. People will just start sending you stuff right away. But an, another thing that I did was... I looked up code violations and, and just looked up at uh, everybody that was behind on taxes, like over 10 grand in taxes, and I would shoot them a letter, and then that's how I kind of got my first deal. But and, and Aaron's Facebook famous, so you know everybody <laughs> knows what he's doing all the time. It, it's so funny. We could be walking down the street, and somebody will ask us a question, or we could be sitting here at the office, and somebody will ask us a question about real estate like two minutes after they leave and like, I think club. I think I think I have that guy on Facebook yeah yeah they, so pause what you're they, doing right they've now said that hit before. the pause button go look Aaron Aaron Perez and go uh send him a friend request send him a friend request <laughs> yeah yeah he has a if fan he hasn't club, already sent you, you one probably first. all his friends uh interact with one another so 
it's the funniest thing in the world. I've never seen. I've never. Uh, it, it just even celebrity. I think this guy's like a San Antonio celebrity. He just knows everybody. So. <laughs> nah. uh, Texas celebrity man. Texas yeah, I know, right? He's on a larger scale. He's on a whole <laughs> well, other level. There you go. That's how you kind of you just let people know what you're doing, and you'll you'll be surprised how quick you get your first deal. He was doing Facebook Live videos of his Facebook Live videos. <laughs> so that's that's how he was getting a lot of attention. That's how he got all that done. No, but he's not he's not wrong. When everybody knows what you're doing, they're all gonna they're all gonna flock to you. If, if even if even if you tell your best friend, "Hey, I'm buying houses. I'm looking for these deals," he might not have one, or he might not know any, or he might not you know have a house that he wants to sell, or he might not be looking for a house, but he might know somebody. They, that person might know somebody that, you know, is looking for, you know, what you're looking for. So verbalizing it is the fastest way to get your deal. Just just start telling everybody and you'll start attracting the right people. When I first started, that's what I started doing. I started verbalizing it and saying, I'm going to, you know, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. And then I started attracting the right people. And I started, my first deal was actually a piggyback off of a, a whole, another wholesaler deal. Um it was it was uh it was i think that's one of the better ways to do it because you don't have to do all the work and you know you already kind of know it's already a decent deal because another wholesaler has it under contract so you can piggyback off those deals i think that's one of the faster ways also to get to get your uh to get your first deal is just i'm gonna gonna piggyback off of you right now okay Uh, piggyback off the piggyback that's right right so first deal okay to get your first deal to do any deal, you need two parts of the equation. You either need to get the seller side where you're getting the property, and you also need the buyer side where you sell the property to an investor. So you need the seller and the investor, there's two sides. The fastest way to get your own deal is to leverage one of the sides. So what I mean by that is um, if you wanna focus on just finding investors, then go to like a networking event and go talk to some other wholesalers that have already contracted a property with a seller, and then all you need to do is focus on finding a buyer, an investor for that contract. Or do it the other way around. Go to that same networking event and say, hey, uh, Mr. or Miss Wholesaler, you have a big cash buyer list. If I can bring a contract to you, can you help me move it? And then you just focus on getting the front end contract with the seller, and then uh, the wholesaler that you're teaming up with can sell on the back end. So. That's the way I would recommend it. Focus on one component, one component, uh, and then that way you can really get a deal done fast. That's, uh, that's basically how I knocked out my first wholesale deal. So, Some good answers. All right, we're going to move Some on to best our... best answers. That's right. These are the best answers. That's right. Let's get it right. right we're going to move on to our third question from Facebook. And guys, if you have any questions, just drop it down in the comments below and we'll be free to answer it on our next episode. That's right. But uh, question number three is what is the best way to find cash buyers? Um, I can help out. I can pretty much answer that one also. It's the same thing. This talky guy, man. He's like, just y'all get out of here. I just, got all I'll, the answers. I'll, I'll handle this. I have all the answers, even when I don't. No, um, I think it's the same thing. It's pretty much the same answer. Just start verbalizing it. Just start um, using... Start telling people what you're doing and and go like marco mentioned earlier go to the networking events start telling people that you're 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 a wholesaler and that you're you've got you know you've got properties that you're looking at even if you don't have one contracted just let people know that you might have one coming through and and people will as you're looking for them people will tell you well i don't have anything but i'm also looking i am looking 
Aaron was just talking about it earlier that he, what was it, like last week he picked up five new cash buyers by just asking yeah. people if they had properties and they said, no, I don't have anything, but I am looking. So these are cash buyers that, that are motivated to buy. So so just verbalizing it is the best way to to get these cash buyers. because And then touching base with them. Even when you don't have a deal, touch base with them all the time. Let them know, you know, touch base with them. Ask them what they're buying. Ask them what they're up to. Whatever it may be, because if they know who you are and they know that you're actively looking for deals, they're going to contact you when they need one uh, next time they're looking for one. So so real easy answer for starting out. Go to your courthouse auction, foreclosure auction. Here in Texas, it's the first Tuesday of every month. Go down there, have a whole bunch of business cards, and just go talk to all the people that are trying to buy up all the foreclosures. These are pretty much all investors. Go over there, get all their business cards, and boom, you'll have a good list to start with. And then from there, you can even ask, you know, when you're communicating with them, do they know anyone else? Would they refer someone else? Investors know investors. But that's a simple, quick, easy way. You can get a whole bunch of people in a few hours. Another way that I found a buyer recently was the zip code. Uh, you know, I post on all the Facebook pages, you know, the Facebook San Antonio Real Estate, Facebook San Antonio Motivated Sellers. Uh, cash buyers, Antonio cash buyers, and I'll put, hey, who flips in 78207? Tag them. And then all these people will start tagging, or somebody will tag somebody, will tag somebody else. And then I end up getting inboxed saying, hey, send me that property in 78207. I, I flip in that area, or I know somebody that flips in that area. Same thing, I'll put, who buys and holds in 78223? And you'll be surprised. I get all these email addresses or inboxed with, with their email and their number. They're like, send me the info. And then after that, I mean, just doing that. One week, I mean, I, the list of cash buyers just kind of grows and grows and grows and grows. I, I saw those posts. I almost responded to them until I realized it was you posting them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, look. Oh, no, never mind. I know that guy. That's funny. But, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's another way to get some cash buyers in for a specific property that, that you're looking for that you have. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, fourth, fourth question. What is the difference between an assignment and a double close? I'll do this one. So real quick, an assignment is basically where you're with the seller, you've written a contract where you are the buyer in that contract, and then you write a second document that's called an assignment contract. And in that assignment contract, you are assigning your rights to your position in that contract. So as the position of the buyer, you're assigning your rights as the buyer. So the investor would basically take your position on that original contract as a buyer and then you just collect a, a fee for that. That's an assignment. A double close is where there's actually a buyer and a seller closing here, uh, which you're the buyer, you close on it, and then you have a buyer and a seller on the back end. So there's two transactions. So on the first transaction, you're the buyer. On the second transaction, you're the seller. This can happen in the same day, uh, the next day. It can happen within 10 minutes. Uh, but it's a great way to, if you want to kind of hide certain details, like a lot of people, if they're making a big fee on a transaction, uh, they don't want the seller to know they're making 20 grand on it, or they don't want the investor to know they're making 20 grand on it, then they'll do a double close. However, if you do a double close, you need to be working with a title company that knows how to do that, and be aware that there's going to be two sets of closing costs. So it's double as, as expensive compared to an assignment. We mainly do assignments. We haven't had a situation where we need to do a double I, close. But. I, I'm usually pretty honest with my investors. I tell, you know, there's, there's a double close, you're right. That's mostly when, 
you don't want the seller to know how much you're making or you don't want the buyer to know how much you're making. On an assignment, typically the seller doesn't really know how much you're making, uh, if at all, because they, they they just go in, sign, and all you're doing is assigning your rights over to, to you're assigning your position over to somebody else. So the seller isn't typically in the loop. And most of the time the seller just, as long as they get what they were asking for, they're as long as they get a good negotiated price that they're willing to take away, they don't care. They, they don't typically look any further than that. Um, and I'm usually pretty honest with my buyers. I tell them, I mean, there's been, you know, we're about to close on one uh, where we're making a pretty decent fee. And, and, and the guy was like, the, the buyer was like, wow, you're making a lot. And I was like, well, I negotiated it. I was there when... Yeah, I was, he's like, he, I said, yeah, well, I negotiated it. And it's still a good price at the price I'm selling it to you at. So, um I we're pretty we're pretty upfront about what we're making because we don't we don't want anybody to think we're dripping them we don't I mean and if that's too much if we're making too much for their taste and I mean there's always other buyers that are gonna pick up that property if it's a good enough deal anyway so uh, we're usually pretty upfront about it when it comes to how much we're making so I, in my opinion I feel like assignments are the easier way to go so you don't have to worry about double closing it's simpler yeah yeah it's and just, less expensive yeah exactly okay so our last question we're adding this component now our last question is we're gonna do a fun question like nothing something that isn't as related to real estate so we want your questions and we got this question which is what what is your favorite sports team? I'll go first because he's going to steal my team. <laughs> well, they were my team first. I think I'm more than you. By two days? Two days, I'm more than you. <laughs> no, that still counts. Uh, well, he was indoctrinated earlier. I've been watching football since I was two years old. So, uh, Not not soccer, football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, anyway. soccer's not real football, by the way. Anyways, my favorite team is the Cowboys. Uh you know, I've just I've always been a fan of Cowboys, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't start watching football until I was a senior in high school. <laughs> so maybe you've been watching it longer, but uh, yeah, I started watching it. Okay, in a, yeah, yeah. So how did how did they become your team? What happened? They just my dad's always been a Cowboy fan since I was little. I just wasn't into football until like my senior year, and I think my senior year they had just got. I think it was in the process where right before Tony Romo was about to come in, because yeah. they had a uh, Drew Bledsoe I think before, and then they brought in Romo. And everybody was like, oh, Romo this, Romo that. And then I just kind of started watching it from there. Romo mania. And, uh, yeah. And then I was, from there, that point forward, I started watching the Cowboys. And then and then the same scenario happened with Dak Prescott. Romo started getting old. And then Prescott came in. It's kind of the same thing. But that's why I'm a Cowboys fan. And I'm also, and I also love the Spurs, too. Now, Spurs I've been watching since. No, you don't get two. You only get one. <laughs> you only, Spurs I've been watching since Everybody gets one. Ever. Yeah, you only get one. All <laughs> right. Well, then, who, who's next? Who's well, I mean... That that's also I'm also a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, I lied about being two years old when I was, I was like five or six, but uh, I just wanted to make sure you couldn't. Be <laughs> no, but um, I've been watching. I mean, I've been watching football my entire life, and the funny thing is, my grandfather actually hated the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, we weren't a big they. My family wasn't a big football family until my mom. Why did he hate the Cowboys? I have no clue. He just. Wasn't I, I don't even really him? think I don't even really think he liked football to be honest no, with you. He was, like, he was more of a fuck he, that sport. Yeah, he was like he was like around. he was like a go read a book. Watch watch the luchas kind of guy. Like uh, he would yeah. watch the like the Mexican wrestling. But uh, I was like, my yeah, he was yeah, old school. Yeah, he was old school. And uh, my 
it was my uncle who who actually I, I want to say it was my uncle who actually got me into football. I'd say, but my mom my mom's high school band actually played at a Dallas Cowboys game when she was in high school. So my mom's actually been a Dallas Cowboys fan since I, I'm assuming her sophomore junior year of high school. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of grew up, and there was a point in time when I was living in Wisconsin. And it was when Troy Aikman and Brett Favre were the top two quarterbacks in the entire league. And it was always who's better, so forth and et cetera. And I lived in Wisconsin. Everybody there was a cheesehead. Everybody was a Green Bay Packers fan, all of them. So me and my mom and my my younger sister all got a lot of guff for being Cowboys fans. So I've been a Cowboys fan since since forever. And then I moved over here. But you won that debate at the end of the day yeah all the super bowls yeah exactly so back then yeah so and then i moved to texas thinking (laughs) everybody here's got to be a cowboys fan well it's not necessarily true there's a lot of people who hate the cowboys here in texas see when i when i first started talking to y'all i knew with each of you individually that you could handle the emotional roller coaster of real estate because the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys are your team i just was like oh they can take the highs and the lows it's gonna be great and then, I mean, I, I I played football throughout high school, so that was that was a lot of fun. So I I watched I watched I've been watching the Dallas Cowboys since I was a kid, and now Dak. You talk about Dak Prescott, he's my boy. I just got a jersey from him. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just got a jersey from him. Uh, I got I got his Personally, jersey. Personally, huh? he signed it. Yeah, no, he sends help. it to me. He wants to have tea. He wants to have tea on Tuesdays from tea. now on. I hear so, he's yeah. a big tea drinker. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he's he's my favorite player right now. Is the Dak Prescott, he's he's a really good football player. I actually so. have Elliott's jersey. Yeah, so we're uh, huge Cowboys fans. What about Marco? Well, honestly, to be honest, I don't really watch very much sports, but I do live in San Antonio, and I do like the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, they are great in so many different ways. It's kind of it. It sucks that I'm in San Antonio, so I'm saying I like San Antonio. But I think if I were in a different city, I would still enjoy them. I think. Just the way they represent the city, the way they act, and those type of things. But quite honestly, I never really I watched sports here and there. You know, occasionally Super Bowl come on, and yeah. my parents were into it. You know, I watched some college games here and there. Um, but I didn't really like learn more about the sport like basketball until I was invited on a fantasy mm-hmm. uh, league, and so I was like, you know, you know, I asked them how it worked, and they were telling, yeah, you just gotta line up for players and they're going to have all these different categories and you have to watch the stats and I was like well I don't really watch much on sports but you're talking numbers you're talking math I can do that so then I started playing and that year I won the whole league which made me laugh and so then from then on out and by the way I did that without watching any games till the very end I did it all through wow uh, watching the stats that's but uh but after that, I kind of paid attention. So I'm knowledgeable about basketball. I know what's going on. I know who's on what teams. I don't watch very many games because, honestly, I don't have the time for it. But I would say San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs. That's a good team to like, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's a good team to like. They're, so uh, if, you're, if you're watching and you're Tim Duncan or Dak, uh, Dak Prescott or uh, Ezekiel. 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 Zeke the Freak. Yeah, you know. Do a shout-out. Tag us. Yes, Give us your question. Us. We'll answer those. Yes, we will. If you guys want to know about real estate, wholesaling, anything, even though you guys are huge stars. That's right. <laughs> okay, so thank you for watching. Uh, I thought this was a fun one. I yeah. think so, too. We, yeah. did, we, we yeah. did great. I'm pretty funny. Episode three, we brought it. We showed we them what was up. We answered those questions. 
Uh, we even talked about some piggybacking and everything else. Yep. So uh, we are having more episodes. Leave your uh, questions in the comments. Give us uh, some real estate ones. Give us some fun ones, and we'll answer them, and we want to give you plenty of value. Plus, if you like, you share, you comment, we would really appreciate that as well. So yes. we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Talk to you all later. So everybody knows that wholesaling and real estate can be a great opportunity to uh, control your workday, to bring in lots of money and kind of unlock the doors to real estate investing. But there are a lot of struggles and hurdles and problems that come along with being a wholesaler on your own. So what are some of those uh, problems that people face every day? Um, I can get started. One of the problems is that uh, they're not really too sure of what to do with themselves. Uh, they, they, you can read as many books as you want, and you can uh, get as much information as you want. But a lot of the times, people have a problem starting because they don't really know where to start, um, and 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 they don't even know if they're doing the right thing. To be honest with you, they 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 want to make sure that they don't mess it up. But I mean, it's just a huge problem to get getting that first step, getting that first uh, action completed is one of the problems, one of the biggest problems. Right. Yeah, yeah. Another problem is wearing too many hats. You're always having to look for buyers. You're always having to look for sellers. You're in communication with the title company all the time. You're trying to figure out all your systems, the CRM, you're doing all the tech stuff. Um, you might be looking for a virtual assistant and trying to uh, you know, go through the process of hiring somebody like that. You're having to do every little component, so that can be overwhelming in itself. Uh, for me, I, I still get asked these questions, what do, we, what do I do to generate leads? And when I was by myself, I only knew one way to generate leads. And you know, now that I'm with Hilco, there's all kinds of ways to generate leads. Um, and so that's one thing that I've learned or that I picked up by joining Hilco is that there's, there's so much knowledge here on this team. I mean, what, 10, 10 plus years? Right. And then about what, three, four, maybe? About so, three, I mean, combined. He keeps adding years. I keep that. adding years. The fish know. just keeps getting bigger. I swear, it was this big when I caught it. I know. So, so combined about 14 years, and me as a, as a newer wholesaler, like I said, I've been doing it about three months, but he, he tells me all the time, and I, I actually notice, like, when I go to these seminars or these events, he's like, dude, you're light years ahead. And sure enough, like, these, these people are asked, these people say, I've been holding this in six months or seven months or eight months and like I find myself answering their questions in my head like how do they not know that like even they, people who have been wholesaling for two three yeah, years or I've seen them I've seen people who've been wholesaling two three years asking questions that they don't know the answer to but he does and, and be surprised like I'm actually I actually catch myself telling wholesalers like do this do this do this and I'm like and I've only been doing it three months but I just have so much knowledge because I'm with this team it's just it was the best thing that I could that I could do for myself to get where I want to get to so if you're someone out there that you're wholesaling by yourself and you're encountering problems not only on the side of like always trying to get the next one but also problems with consistency keeping the momentum going uh, and, and not being overwhelmed and stressed all the time we at Hilco Homes we're a wholesaling company here in Central Texas and we do a pretty good volume there's a pretty good team and we're looking for people that want to join us uh, that want to be part of our system some of the benefits that we provide to people that join us is 
Uh, we always have leads for you to work. Uh, you're part of a system-oriented uh, approach, so we have CRM systems, we have calling systems, you have access to a virtual assistant. Uh, what are some other benefits of being part of the team? For me, it's uh, for me, it's if I have a question, one sitting right here, or Marco sitting right there, and it's just like versus calling somebody or leaving them text message and waiting for an answer to come back, you're sitting right here with the team. I mean, it's, it'll just make the process and everything a lot more faster to get to where you want to get to faster, for one. Uh, for me, the biggest thing is cost, uh, you know, lever leveraging cost to to generate leads and to generate each other's and piggyback off of each other's stuff. I, I think that's the biggest benefit is is having people there who are not only not only are they able to answer your questions at, uh, you know instantaneously but we're also able to uh, you're also able to see us structure these deals so you can learn by watching apart from just asking you're seeing us negotiate you're listening to us negotiate you're listening to to us you know you're watching us write out the contracts you're listening to, us to listening to us do all these things and you just pick up on that stuff you soak it up like a sponge uh, a lot of the times and before you know it you know more than what you what most people know just by joining the team so it's 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 a huge benefit to have people who are like-minded and, and working towards the same goal in the same area so that you you're not struggling to climb that mountain by yourself you've got a team helping you we're definitely a team this is tim duncan over here and this is Kawhi over here and uh pop. you know pop. all right i'll pop I, I have to yell at him every once in a while uh, but we're always trying to give support we're trying to give knowledge we're trying to accelerate your growth because we don't want people just to be wholesalers we want to help them become investors as well and um, you know you get access to all the different components we'll pay for leads for you uh, you have access to our buyers list and uh, access to all of our systems and we're looking for the right people that are not afraid of rejection not afraid of hard work and are willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish their goals because quite honestly that's who we are and we're trying to uh, build our team so that all of us can be successful so if you're interested send us a message reach out reach out to us you can message these guys and we'd be glad to uh, uh, talk to you more and give you more information about our hiring process and see if you can be part of the team with us. So we're looking forward to having you come out. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Talk to you all later.